Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions, and music with Orb as the host. Oddly Funny Productions. We might be odd, but we bring the funny to you. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. A lot's happened this past week on the domestic front anyway. Patrick McHenry became interim speaker of the House following the removal of Kevin McCarthy. And his first act was to demand that Speaker Emerita, Nancy Pelosi, vacate her hideaway office. I don't know what he's thinking. He's a temp. She's senior staff. (laughs) His next step will be reheating fish in the microwave. McCarthy's tenure as Speaker lasted nine months, so technically, Republicans did carry something to full term. (laughs) Democrats, liberal groups, and immigration activists were angry at Biden this week because he used some Homeland Security funds to build a section of the wall on the border with Mexico. How it works is these funds were allocated uh, a couple years before while Trump was still in office solely for the purpose of a wall on the border to keep out supposed foreign invaders. So if Biden technically keeps that in mind, he could build a wall around Mar-a-Lago, Nick DiPaolo's studio, and Joe Joe Rogan's home. (laughs) Congressman Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. He says it was an accident because he was trying to leave an emergency exit to get to the vote preventing the government shutdown. But I don't think that's what he knew he was doing. I think he was trying to see if the sprinklers would go off 
so he could see if Marjorie Taylor Greene would melt. <laughs> a New York City judge issued a gag order against Donald Trump for making a post on social media that told a falsehood about his law clerk. Trying to gag someone Donald Trump's age and political mindset is impossible. I know. I live near these people. <laughs> the only time I've seen someone like that go silent was when they were told there was a price increase on a 12-pack of natural light. <laughs> Cassidy Hutchinson, who worked in the White House for then-Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, while Trump was in office, published a book about her life and her observations of the events of January 6th. In one of her interviews promoting the book, she was asked if it was true. Matt Gates tried to hit on her. She said it was. I don't want to call her a liar, but I consider that story a bit suspect. After all, Cassidy Hutchinson's an adult. <laughs> New Jersey Senator Robert Menendez's wife apparently hit and killed a pedestrian with her car a few years ago, thus resulting in the new Mercedes-Benz the senator received in his corruption indictment. The real crime isn't so much the bribe. It's that Mrs. Menendez wasn't driving in Maryland when it happened. <laughs> when Bob Menendez and his wife said, till death do us part, I'm sure the vows were intended for them, not other people. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That'll piss off the three people who live in Kansas City who listen to this show. <laughs> And now we'll get on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, and Polite Kitty. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Uh, everyone, welcome back. What's everyone been up to this week? Oh, Tom, I want to I hold you accountable for everything that occurs in Charm City. And last week, the Orioles had a 12 o'clock, or excuse me, 1 o'clock game scheduled, playoff game, and Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks were in Baltimore at 7 at 7 or 7.30. And so a lot of people in Baltimore were mad at Billy Joel saying, why is he here? We have an Orioles playoff game. Because if you don't know, for the, the listeners outside of the area, the Billy Joel concert was at the Raven Stadium, the Orioles and the Orioles venue, they share a parking lot. So a lot of people were upset at Billy Joel. What is wrong with people in Baltimore other than the obvious, Tom? <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, like nobody expects the Orioles to make the playoffs. So like I give I give Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks a mulligan on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Joan Jett was in town that weekend, and apparently she was on the correct side of uh, of Utah Street. She, she's a she's a huge Orioles fan from Wheaton, Maryland. Yeah, this is how much people respect Joan Jett in New York. She showed up at City Field for an Orioles Mets game wearing an Orioles jersey, and nobody booed her when they showed her on this on the big screen. That's how much people like Joan Jett. Good. One of the declared candidates for Speaker is Majority Leader Steve Scalise who once said he was David Duke without the baggage. So he's what? Diet Ku Klux Klan? Does this mean that Steve Scalise's racism is not as bad? Like, instead of sugar, artificial sweetener? Another declared candidate is Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, who may be best equipped to deal with the nihilistic elements of the Republican conference, since, given his history as a wrestling coach, he's great at ignoring complaints. <laughs> There was a proposed televised debate for the candidates on Fox, 
before Scalise and Jordan decided to cancel due to backlash. The cancellation of the speaker debate on Fox won as badly as could be expected, as Republicans are especially bad at pulling out if the accounts of their mistresses are any indicator. <laughs> By the way, for legal reasons, I have to say Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan have do not have mistresses and they've never pulled out of a mistress. <laughs> to the best of my to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> Joining us tonight to discuss the continuing shit show around the House Speaker debacle, please welcome his first time on the show, Al Casalia. All right. Thank you, Tom. Do I have to do a disclaimer to everything I say? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I've covered that pretty much. The whole show is a disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> I'm screwed if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> so glad Al, to be here. Um, Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Have you been following, you've been keeping up with uh current events? I know you like uh you like following uh you like following news of all kinds, I notice. Yes, I'm uh very news uh into into the news and what's going on in, in the world. And uh I know I know you've you've talked about this before. What's do you have a preference for a news channel where you get your information? Um well, you know, I do do, do a joke about uh, you know, wh where do you find the news? You know, where's the truth? And you know, is it MSNBC? Is it is it Fox? Is it Newsmax? No, it's the Weather Channel. That's the only place you can find the truth. <laughs> <laughs> But I watch them all. I, you know, I when I watch Fox, I really try to stay with it. But they lie. I mean, and they lie about everything, so it's hard to watch. And, and your thoughts on the uh, on the speakers' debacle? Because I I know, like as as someone who keeps up with the news, like I mean, obviously, I mean, I think all of us to an extent remember when an event like this, like a, a speaker being removed, and then. Half of our uh, half the legislative branch of government being absolutely paralyzed, and none of us could ever see that coming. And I, I don't think in in anybody's lifetime. Um, just just what's it like for you uh, seeing something like that? I I think it's uh, it, it's a you know a tragedy based on what's happened over the last you know six years. I think that certain behaviors have become accepted in in normal life. And I think it's affected everything uh, from politics to, uh, you know, getting along with your next door neighbor. I think it's horrible. Well, and, and I will say that it never happened in my lifetime before. And I'm, you know, I go way back because it's never happened. <laughs> Al, being in Texas, you talk about your next door neighbor. Uh, I think you're in the Dallas area, correct? Correct. So that's that's bluer than the rest of the state, isn't is that right? Um, um, all my neighbors have guns and are red. Yes. Oh, but they're nice to me. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> they're nice to me. Yeah, I went to a party once, and I walk in, and the first thing I see is a guy wearing a T-shirt, and on the back of the T-shirt it says, "I oil my guns with liberal tears." Oh, oh, jeez. And this I is think in the Dallas you look like they, they probably can't tell what which way you go when you walk into the party. I think if I walked into the party, it would be a little bit different. Yeah, I think so too, for sure. Uh, but 
I don't express anything. You know, they're this a whole survivalist and all that. But you, know, I don't want to get off the topic because I think it's a great topic. And, you know, Jim Jordan, you brought it up. I mean, the guy, there's people saying they told him about the sexual abuse by this Dr. Strauss guy, and he completely ignored it. And he used to be the extreme part of the Republican Party. And I don't know, he, he's got a chance at being third in line for the, you know, to run the country. I think it's frightening. And Scalise, I think, is, you know, he's, you know, he's he's got no nothing to him. I mean, he 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 just doesn't stand for anything. I don't know. It's frightening to me, Tom, as is the whole political climate in the country and, and now the world. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The two, between those two, no, because it's been a real shit show. Like, which one do you pick? I don't do you do you lick the white turd or the even grosser white turd? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy announced he will not play a role in the speaker vote. That makes sense, as that's like having O.J. Simpson as a marriage counselor. <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in this excerpt from a news conference shortly after the vote, Kevin McCarthy details his rise to a brief hold on the pinnacles of American legislative power. Good evening, all. You know... President Abraham Lincoln once said, I'm an optimist because I don't see any other way. If you ever come to my office, you'll see the portraits of Lincoln and Reagan. And I firmly believe if Reagan gave us advice, he would say, if you believe your principles bring people greater freedom, you should be happy about it. I've always been, I've always been excited that I've been a happy conservative. But I've always believed that I've been so fortunate to be an American. My journey to this office was something people wouldn't understand. I grew up in a town of Bakersfield, California, the son of a firefighter, the grandson of immigrants. Parents worked hard, the youngest in my family. Didn't have great wealth and got out of high school, I didn't have great grades. Couldn't get a scholarship, went to community college. Flipped cars to try to pay my way through it. Went to visit some buddies, away to college for a weekend, stopped at the grocery store to cash a check, and I won the lottery. One of the first in California. This was before Biden economics. It was only 5,000, but it went much further back then. Took my folks to dinner, put the majority of the rest of the money into the stock market, and did pretty well. The next semester, I took a break from school. I went to buy a franchise, but no one said they would sell me one. I was only 20 years old. But I learned then never to give up. So I opened my own business, selling sandwiches. Three things I learned. First to work, last to leave, last to be paid. I wanted to finish my college degree. At that time, no one in my family had finished a four-year degree. I did pretty well. I now had enough money that I could pay my way through school as long as I went to Cal State. So I sold my business, going to school. I opened up the local paper and said, be a summer intern in Washington, D.C. with my local congressman. I did not know this man, but I thought he'd be lucky to have me, so I applied. And you know what he did? He turned me down. But you want to know the end of the story? I got elected to a seat I couldn't get an internship for. I ended up being the 55th Speaker of the House. One of the greatest honors. I loved every minute. I'm not sure he loved every minute. No. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure most minutes he did not love. In fact, and it took I think... Him 15 rounds to get there. So he missed that part. 
Plus, I, I think the reason that he identifies with Lincoln so much is he's jealous because Lincoln's career ended with him getting shot in the head. <laughs> and he's still alive. But I'm not also what was the no people would not believe the story. It's a regular story. You, you're, you know, you woke up, and you grew up in this country. Your parents did some form of work. You went to school. Like, it's the same story that most of us have. Except, except for one part of it. He won the lottery. <laughs> what is, he won $5,000. <laughs> It's like, this is the biggest white privilege story I've ever heard. <laughs> I, was, I was playing the little violin. I was like, and nobody, even, even when he said, I won the lottery, it was, you know, before Biden economics, nobody in the room even said, they didn't even, huh, nobody laughed. Nobody did anything. Oh, Are we yeah. supposed to feel sorry for him there? He, that was a campaign speech. Who was that for? I mean, to, to be fair, Gina, it is rude to laugh in a funeral-like setting. I mean, <laughs> when you're standing over the corpse. I just am so confused by the beginning of it. No one will believe this regular story I'm about to tell. <laughs> My God, Kevin has nothing. He literally, he's just, he is devoid of personality. Goodness gracious. And and he stands for nothing. I mean, he's right. you know, he bends whatever way he needs to, except this time he he broke. <laughs> Somebody broke him. <laughs> yeah. As a side note, when when he said he flipped cars, is it just me or did someone else have this image in his mind of him just turning over a vehicle like in a like in an action movie or something like like he's Spider Man or something? <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I actually pictured him being the one holding the flashlight, not actually working. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of American government has ceased to operate. In this video, we get the perspective of the Senate side of congressional Republicans in the form of minority leader and human hydrogelatinous shrinky dink Mitch McConnell. I'd like to start by thanking Speaker McCarthy for his service. Uh, We had a great personal relationship uh, trying to lead to very different uh, parts of the American government. Uh, I think he has much to be uh, proud of. Uh, We avoided a government shutdown. We did the inevitable with regard to the debt ceiling. And I'm one person is extremely grateful for his service. I have no advice to give uh, to House Republicans except one. I hope whoever the next speaker is gets rid of the motion to vacate. I think it makes the speaker's job impossible. And the American people expect us to have a functioning government. A functioning government, says the guy who basically stopped functioning twice this year. (laughs) 
he did. It's not. I didn't do it. He was the one who sat there and and really. It's it's horrible because I don't agree with anything that comes out of his mouth. They did shoot themselves in the foot with this whole motion to vacate, but he 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 did stop functioning. Was it just me or was anyone else waiting for the moment he would stop functioning on this one? <laughs> yeah, every time he hesitated, uh, yeah. he, he paused. Every time he paused. Is it happening? Yeah. The, the best time to do that would have been I just have one piece of advice for congressional Republicans and then just would stand there and say nothing. <laughs> he said it. Wow. Yeah. Not every Republican who campaigned on taking down the establishment in Washington was excited when their own establishment leader was removed from his post. Listen to this clip from Texas Congressman Chip Roy. I would also argue that, uh, you know, some of our brothers and sisters, particularly in the, um, you know, uh, MAGA camp, I think, uh, particularly enjoy the circular firing squad. You want to come at me and call me a rhino? You can kiss my ass. Look. I've spent a lifetime fighting for limited government conservatism. I have laid it all on the line. I have not seen my family but for two days in the last 30 days. You go around talking your big game and you thumping your chest on Twitter. Yeah, come to my office to come out of a debate, mother. You know why? Because I'm standing up for this country every single day. And Steve, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go to a nunnery. Because God damn it, there were people who were buried over in Normandy who deserve us to stand up for what they fought for. So that's what I'm going to do. And all of you fuckers out there who are out there saying what you're saying out on social media, you stick it. I'm going to go down to the floor and do my job, and I'm going to stand up for the people who fought for this country. And I'm going to do it the way I think is right for the people that I represent. That's what I think. Now, for me, there's there's a lot to unpack there because he gets he gets very mad and mad and, and very and very righteous. And then he stops short of say he stops at mother. Like he wants to censor himself and then he just outright just uses the word fucker. Like he just says, okay, now's an appropriate time to, to, to do it. Like be consistent. Come on. Yeah. Also when we, when they reference uh, the dead, God rest their souls um, in Normandy or wherever, what about there's actual living humans that need people to fight for them. The dead have lived and now they're dead and sure honor them, you know, but there are people who are actually living right now and we need, we need to be serviced while we're alive. But but think how happy his family is because they, they didn't get to see him for two days and they're going stay there, <laughs> go fight for more dead, right? Yeah. No kidding, get out of the house. I mean, he's such a Christian. God damn it! <laughs> That's your state, Al. By the way, yeah, he that guy's a fuck. <laughs> I said it himself. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, yeah, he has changed a little bit because I, I think he supports uh, not Trump or whatever you want to call him, and uh, uh, he he has been a, vo- a big voice in Texas, and he's you know he's just another Republican fuck. That's how I look at it. I mean, I really guess if they're everything. not MAGA Republicans, are they better Republicans? 
I mean, he's he's just, uh, you know, uh, in favor, you know, he was in favor of the, uh, you know, blocking the river with uh, razor wire and uh, and, you know, is always posting about what how awful immigrants are that come to the country, forgetting that we're all immigrants. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know, it, it's the it's the Republican speak. That's what yeah, I hear. Yeah. yeah. Also, who was he getting mad at? He he said he's he kept working himself up into a lather. Imagine if somebody was actually confronting him. I think it was Gates. He was talking about Gates. <laughs> Gates was fundra- Gates was fundraising off of the vacate motion. Ah, okay. But was Gates in the room with him? Um, I wish they. I wish he was. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is that was for the uh it's for the um what do you want to call it? the outlaw is called blaze so that's glenn beck's operation oh, yeah. which is why he was so candid on there and it was the steve deese show oh is that what he was going after i think so he was going after glenn beck about wow. time uh <laughs> well i mean on on his twitter feed he gets a lot of uh you're a rhino because uh you know he doesn't support uh, uh, the criminal in the Republican Party. Well, that's I guess that doesn't narrow it down very much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, did I you just... see the look of confusion on my face? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If there's one person I feel sorry for, it's like the staffer who's in there with the room with them. He's going off on that tirade. And I just imagine they're standing there thinking, this is going well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, somebody's holding the camera. <laughs> the analysis of such an historic event is usually reserved by professional journalists and those employed by companies with a broadcast license. However, in the days when anyone can get a platform to say anything they want, we get very unique perspectives, like this one on TikTok. For the first time in American history and on the 124th day of me being a non smoker, the Speaker of the House was just fired by Congress. Yeah, they just held the vote and he's been fired. Let me refresh Wikipedia. There it is. Kevin McCarthy was the 55th Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. And after a vote where 208 Democrats and eight Republicans voted to fire him, Kevin McCarthy now is no longer the Speaker of the House. The House is currently on recess because they're all children. And then they're going to eventually announce who the new speed, the temporary speaker is. You got like a substitute uh, speaker. I don't know. Listen, all these rules were written a very long time ago by men who wore patter wigs, tights and were covered in lice. I would like to point out that our Constitution was written in 1787. 70 years later, we invented toilet paper. Toilet paper wasn't invented until 1857. And... And we didn't even get two-ply toilet paper until 1942. But from 1787 until 2023, a United States Speaker of the House was never removed from power via vote. And I just watched it on a live stream. On a fucking live stream. The rules to fire this man were written before we had radios. And I just watched this on a live stream on my phone. And then I pulled up my computer, hit F5, and it said who who served instead of who is serving on Wikipedia. My God. Woo. 
I would love to have seen that guy's real-time reaction to 9-11. Tell me more about the history of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that he went ahead and put this historic vote in in the context of the invention of toilet paper, him quitting smoking and us not having lice anymore, wearing wigs. Right. It, it is somehow all related. <laughs> so. Covered it all. Yeah, he covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Just like the toilet paper, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's all shit. It's used to wipe shit. <laughs> was he, was part of it, he was incredulous that he could hit F5 and see it happen in real time? <laughs> it wasn't so what he was more amazed about there. I mean, it was just like so many other historic events. I hit F5 and the (laughs) Titanic is under the water. (laughs) I actually didn't even know F5 did that. So (laughs) I I definitely didn't know that. (laughs) So I learned something. Well, follow Pro. You see, Gina, if you follow Pearl Mania 500 on TikTok, yes, you know these things. <laughs> it sounds like I would know a lot of different things. Right. <laughs> I follow that guy. I love him. And I didn't even know about the F5. Uh. <laughs> TikTok and this podcast are educational. I keep telling Absolutely. people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when um, Al was talking about where he gets his news, I get a lot of it from TikTok, believe it or not. <laughs> I do. You got to be careful, though, because, you know, Madame yeah. Tussauds or whatever is going to get on there and try to tell you your future with a car. Well, there's that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that note, we'll go ahead and uh, put out the disclaimer that this episode was recorded, I think, before the uh, House Republicans were set to get together and vote on their speaker. So a lot could happen by the time uh, this episode goes out. So I just thought I'd go ahead and mention that uh, right before uh, I wrap everything up and say, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and Al Casalia. Thank you. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, and Polite Kitty, and guest Al Casalia. Theme music, composed and arranged by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producers, Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for early access to episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hi, this is Jeff from Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. If you enjoy hearing me talk with Tom about politics and you're a fan of the New York Mets, then join me and Greg Prince in National League Town. Available wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A.A. Ron is tied up right now. (coughs) Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Ugly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.